So the whole world is excited about Meghan Markle marrying into the British royal family. After watching an episode of The View, Whoopi Goldberg said something along these lines. She said, I think it's important growing up, we're always told that Cinderella or marrying a prince prince isn't for an African-American or for a black person. No one dared to dream that far. When Barack Obama became the first African-American president, again, the world went crazy because the American dream is that if you're born in America, you can be president. But nobody actually thought it was possible. Most recently, we've seen Marvel Comics' Black Panthers sell over a, go over a billion in just four weeks. And the cast was mainly black and of African heritage, too. People who are comfortable in their skin, much like my guest on today's episode of Africa State of Mind. Representation is important, not only for young girls or boys to see themselves in certain positions, but also for people from outside other racial groups to see people of color moving towards possibilities that were always seen as not being um, part of their narrative. I'm so excited to speak to my next guest, like literally, because I think growing up as a child in my head, I thought that I was going to be a figure skater. (laughs) But of course, there were different plans for me. (laughs) Um, And prior to the Pyeongchang Winter Olympics, I never, nobody would have even imagined a a skater um, of African origin who was born in France, really just grabbing and skating into the hearts of people around the world. She was born in France, but her parents are Ivorian and Congolese alike, and she's making waves around the world. Most, more often than not, outside of her amazing technique and the fact that she's been defined as one of the most amazing athletes in the world, she also comes onto the ice. She's got a big smile. She makes everybody want to be part of the movement, and she always is breaking boundaries. I'm so excited to speak to my guest. Her name is Maya Bernice Maite. She has won numerous awards, including the 2015 Winter Universitate Silver Medalist and four-time French national champion. This is also her second appearance at the Winter Olympics for France, but today we're going to claim her as our own as all africans do we're like she did it for africa (laughs) bye welcome to africa state of mind hi thank you so much for having me i'm so excited like i no jokes like if my sister was here right now like jokes aside i really in my head thought i was going to be a figure skater (laughs) i don't know what possessed me and possible. Well, I think now like the time has passed, but I remember um, one of the things that I learned at my first lesson, I went to the Ice Skating Academy and they literally said, before you can skate, you've got to learn how to fall. You know, um, that was the first first lesson that I remember yeah. learning and I just kept going at it. And once you fall, you know, for me, it felt like an analogy for life in general. You just have to be unafraid to fall, you know, so yeah, but I really, I'm, I'm jealous of you in a good way. <laughs> in a good way. <laughs> Well, thank you very much. Now, let's talk about just, um, you know, um, how you got into skating. Um, Obviously, you know, as mentioned, your parents um, are from Ivory Coast and and Congo alike. What were your parents' thoughts and how did they get into supporting you um, with regards to you becoming a figure skater? Uh, That was my idea, actually. I went there with uh, school and I really liked it. Mm. So I came back home and I was like, Mom, Dad, I really want to ice skate. Mm. And they looked at me like, are you sure it's freezing out there? It's ice. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, yeah, I'm very sure. I really liked it. Yeah. So they were like, okay, well, let's see. And 18 years later, I'm still there. That's amazing. And now I um, was there because, you know, a few of the, the guests that we've, we've got to interview who live either in Europe or the States, you know, their parents are always like, you need to get something serious. Do like a serious job. Be sure that you're going to, you know, don't go into sports or that sort of thing. For you, did you, once you eventually started getting into ice skating, did you get a lot of support from your parents? Uh, 
Yeah, I do. I still got a lot of support of my parents because mm-hmm. that's very important. That's my balance between the sport, my studies, and my life in general. And it helps me in the hard moments, mm-hmm. and it keeps it keeps me down to earth uh, whenever I have some good moments. So it's very important for me to have them around me. And now, what's what's the cost, um, you know, and the the price that you have to pay, say, financially as a family, and then also from a personal level, discipline wise, how much training goes into it? What's your schedule like? And also, just the cost of having your own trainer, and you know, and obviously all that comes with um, figure skating. Uh, figure skating is a very expensive uh, sport because, like, only the skates can cost you like one thousand two hundred euros. Wow. Uh, the dresses is five thousand dollars for like four to dresses a year. So just that is very expensive. Then you have to go to camps and you have to pay pay for the flight tickets, uh, the ice there, the coaches. So it's very expensive. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can get a little bit of help from the federation, but most of the part we have to pay by ourselves. By ourselves. Mm-hmm. So my parents help, um, my city help. Uh, when I earn some money from the competition, then I can keep it to put it back in my training. So it's very hard because mm-hmm. I don't have like a regular um, income in money. Yes. But at the same time, I really love what I'm doing. So I try to keep pushing to finally have the results I really want to have. And um, in terms of training uh, we train like four hours on the ice per wow. day and then two hours off the ice wow and and now so you, you said that you're studying as well what are you what are you studying at the same time uh, i'm doing management science Oh, wow. Okay. That's amazing. That's really awesome. Now, let's also just talk a little bit about, um, I was watching something, I think, I can't remember what it was. It's something you posted on Twitter about the anatomy of an athlete, something along those lines, you know, and they were busy going on about how, you know, just in general, f- physically, and I think it was you who actually said that physically your your body structure is not the same as um, other, you know, the traditional yeah figure skaters you know um and it kind of got it kind of got me thinking a little bit about serena williams because you're both amazing like great athletes you know but it's it's the the whole idea around the physique of what a an athlete's physique is meant to look like always comes under question for you just talk to us about the dynamics of your physique and how it's different to other people um and how it you know plays in your benefit um i'm different because like when you look at me People think I'm doing track and field or tennis, but they're not thinking about figure skating. Yeah. And uh, that's very funny because I'm, they're like, I'm sure I know what you're doing. And I'm like, no, you don't. But try me. And I'm right. They don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and like you said, I'm like Serena. I'm a little bit different than the other ones. I'm a little bit more muscular, athletic. Uh, I'm a little bit taller. Mm. So that's good for me to do the jumps. Mm. And that's my strength, actually. And then... For me, I have to work more on the choreography part, the skating skills, so then it will look smooth and easy, as easy as the other girls. Mm-hmm. They're all tiny and a little bit um, thinner, so it, it looks um, faster and um, smoother when they do the movements. So I have to work two times more on that, so then mm-hmm. it will look as good as them. Yeah. So that's the only thing I have to do, but as long as you know it, 
You just have to put your mind into it and then doors can open. And and I think when you say about putting your mind into it, because um, I really literally stalked you, <laughs> um, you, you speak a lot about how before, you know, and, and I've heard people say that before you go work out, like just a basic person, before you work out, your mind has to be in the gym before you get there. Otherwise, the workout is, means nothing. Yeah. And you speak a lot about how most of your your success comes in the mind. Talk to us about just that sort of preparation before you get on the ice. Before you get on the ice, you're very nervous. Mm. You know you've done the work, but then you're all by yourself on the ice and thousands and thousands of people are looking at you and you just want to do great. Mm. But sometimes when you want to do great, you just put your mind in a, in a mode that you're scared of failing instead of just enjoying the mm. process. Mm. So to, for me, it's like... Just enjoy the process. Enjoy everything that you've done. Put your heart into everything you've done because you've worked for it. Mm. And before I was scared of that. I was scared to enjoy. And once you understand that you have to enjoy that, it's you experience something new. Like wow. you really enjoy competing. Mm. And the, the stress is gone and you're just here and now. Mm. Whatever you do, you have to be here and now. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think that that's for life in general, you know. Um, it's a great analogy for people yeah. to take into life, you know. You know, as you were talking about enjoying, mm-hmm. I just had flashes of, because when you go on, when you skate, honestly, my, like, you have the biggest smile, you know. <laughs> you come on and it's like you're <laughs> so in a moment. And it's so refreshing because we don't see that, you know. But another athlete who you remind yeah. me of is Usain Bolt, who does exactly the same thing. <laughs> It must be like, because he also does that thing. You know what I'm talking about? He gets on before the races and he's yes. like smiling and he's happy and waving at people and everybody else is so serious. They're like, <gasps> you know? And so I think yeah. it's it's always lovely to watch athletes like yourself, like I'm saying Bolt, you know, who just are enjoying the moment. It's really, it's really lovely. And you, you bring a different yeah. dynamic to figure skating, which I love, love. Now, um, obviously the Thank last, the, the last Winter Olympics, you killed it like i was like oh my gosh this girl has to be my friend (laughs) i'm like are you kidding me (laughs) no i literally i literally was like i was like you know what did i do wrong that we're not cool like that but i'm kidding um but you know you you, so there were two things um this year for the first time they allowed i think it was the first olympics where they actually allowed uh, figure skaters to skate to to songs that had lyrics and one of the songs that you skated to was Beyonce uh, you know who run the world girls so talk to us about that song choice and then you also had an amazing costume change while you were skating yes yeah thank you (laughs) so I picked that music because um, last season was a very hard one for me I lost my national title Mm. and um, I wasn't the one who went uh, to uh Earned the spot for friends for the some sorry for the Olympics. Mm. So it was um, hard time, and I wanted to change completely. I wanted to come back stronger, mm. and I wanted to do something that was more me and less what people want me to do. Because mm. if it's me, then they will enjoy and see me through the program. And my friends were like, "You need to skate to Beyonce. You need to skate to Beyonce." <laughs> yeah. But before I wasn't ready. And this season, I was like, now I feel I can do it. So with my choreographer, we thought about it. And then we put everything together. And we were like, that's it. We have the program. So now we have to work on it. And it's going to be fun. Mm -hmm. And 
the only thing I wanted was to enjoy every day doing my program. Mm. Every day. Yeah. Even when I was tired, even when it was harder, I wanted to enjoy it. Yeah. And I didn't think it would have had that much impact at the Olympics. Mm. I just went there and be like, okay, let's enjoy my Beyonce program. <laughs> and then I saw everybody on Twitter and all the reactions from all around the world. I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. Music can change your life, literally. Yeah. And it was just amazing to receive all that love. Mm. And it just gave me more power and more strength to keep going and get better and stronger. Yes, and because I mean, I th I think it was the on Saturday Night Live as well. I think it's Leslie Dog. I think that's her name. Where she basically yes. was, she was like, basically, I was like, did, was did you did you like did you crazy. pay her? <laughs> My mom, I'm like, did you pay her? Because oh, no. literally, oh, she no. was obsessed. It, it was. <laughs> I I saw I saw everybody was like, did you see her? Did you see what she said? I was like. No, but I'm gonna I'm gonna look, and yeah. then I was like, "Oh my God, she's the best!" Yeah, yeah, that was so awesome. And now, um, you, you mentioned about how you had a, you know, you had lost your title, um, and I think too, so yeah. often we speak about the wins, and people are happy, you know, like because you were four time, you know, France. I think it's three or four times you won the championships in France, and you've done so well. How do you, as yeah. an athlete, deal with the losses? You know, how do you deal with that and get yourself through that and through injuries too? It's hard. Like, I've been injured for the past four years mm -hmm. and has had some repercussion on my confidence, um, on my psychological um, side. Mm -hmm. So it was hard for me to come back from that. So I had to work with someone. Mm -hmm. And whenever you have a big loss, it's, like, so hard to get up. Mm -hmm. But then you learn more when you lose than when you win all the time. Because when I was younger, I used to... It was easy for me to win. Yeah. So I didn't understand the real struggle. And then when it was harder for me to win, then when I had some issues with my knee and stuff, I started to see what real competition was. So at the beginning, it was hard for me to embrace that. But now I understand the process, so I embrace it. Even if it's hard, mm -hmm. sometimes I really want to give up. But then I'm like, you didn't work all those years just to give up because mm. right now it's hard. So I just got back up and put w more work and I tried to come back. Yeah. <laughs> and you definitely made a comeback. I think, you know, above, I think above everything, the biggest thing, you know, you just being on the ice and you, even when you fall, just the way you yeah. get up, you, you're consistently confident, you know. I think you speak for... So many, you know, you're like just a symbol for a lot of young, you know, African girls and, you know, young black girls around the world that even when you get knocked down, you've just got to keep coming up. So I think just your presence at the Olympics this year, it literally, I think it changed, you know, a dream for a lot of young um, girls around the world, which I think is amazing. So I think, yeah, that is quite phenomenal. Now, you, you mentioned, I mean, we, we discussed about how your parents are from Ivory Coast and Congo. And, you know, like my yeah. family's from Uganda. And it's whenever I speak about my father, I switch into my Ugandan accent. It's like, Namunya, why are you, you know, <laughs> for you, <laughs> for you, what, what was it like growing up with um, parents who are from, you know, um, Ivory Coast and from, from Congo? And what did you, you know, like just like some nice stories when you were at home like you know do they still keep you connected through the food do you travel back you know like what sort of things 
I'm really connected to the food, that for sure. <laughs> Is <laughs> it the food? Food. Summer, so the food I know. <laughs> What's your favorite food? What's I'm your favorite? Too much. Um, um, the uh, fried bananas. Oh, plantain. With, um, oh. Onion sauce. Nice. Yes. Nice. Those I oh. Yeah. yeah, this is one is my favorite. Yeah. I could eat it all day. Yeah, but I never had the chance to go to my parents' um, home uh, mm. country mm. yet. So mm. I plan on going because I think it's important to see and to know where you're coming from and um, to embrace your uh, roots. Mm-hmm. So I'm planning on doing that, but taking the time to do it like properly mm. to really see everything and see every everybody like that I can see there. Mm. And um, growing up with my parents was um, a dream. Like, they didn't really uh, spoke to me in their native language. Mm. And they only spoke to me in French because mm. that's the only way they can communicate with each other. So oh, of they course. Wanted to be, yeah. 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 So they just spoke to me in French. And that's about it. Like, they brought to me the culture and everything. But we're in France. For the this whole time, mm. so I grew up like a little French girl with Congolese <laughs> and Ivorian parents, <laughs> yeah, which is quite yeah. I think like your story is a story of many people whose whose parents have moved from their you know from their home country pretty much. So it does speak to a lot of people, yeah. and it's so crazy because I feel like food and music always makes people remember where they're from. <laughs> It's just like you go there oh, yeah. and no oh, matter what, yeah. yeah, the food always gets you. It's the one thing that always gets you. Now, just to sort of ask, yeah. a, to almost ask a, you know, just like a serious question. You, you don't have to answer it if you don't want to. But, you know, um, right now we've seen a whole issue around um, migrants within Africa as a whole, you know, and so many people are wanting yeah. to leave, you know, um, because they feel like they don't have the opportunities in the continent, you know, and and all that. And obviously, mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, it's my belief that every single country around the world, wherever you live, they are good. There is good and there is bad, you know. Um, so yeah. it's 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 never as you know, it's not as as easy an issue as what it, what people may seem to think that it is to deal with. For mm-hmm. you, you know, what do you think? I mean, I know, like you said, you haven't been back to the continent, but what, what would you like to, what sort of message would you give to young African girls who want to, you know, who want to become the best possible versions that they can be of themselves? You know, when you, when you see a lot of the things that have been going on around the continent, what would your message of hope be? I will be like, don't give up on your dream mm. and dream big. Mm. And even if it's hard, even if you fall, just get up mm. and never give up where you come from and where you want to go. Yeah. That's the most important thing. Mm. Like, w- whatever you do in life, whatever it's in music or in sports or in, uh, in your studies, in anything, just don't give up on your dreams because we can help our country. We can help Africa. Mm. And if we're not doing it, then who's going to do it? Mm. So we can all work together to bring up our country. So that's my dream, one day to uh, bring something to Africa as much as it brought me by my roots, by my culture, by everything. So, yeah. That's awesome. Um, I also heard that you met the the Nigerian-American bobsleigh girls. Yeah, I 
didn't I see the, I saw them like on TV. And then, but I didn't yeah. get to see them in real. Yeah. And what do you think about what it is that they've done also? Because it, that sounds like an episode of, you know, like the movie Cool Runnings. <laughs> it also felt like that. It's yeah. just, yeah. So when you see them, um, you know, competing, what did, how did that make you feel also as a woman of color? I'm proud. I'm yeah. proud to see more and more um, black, African, American, wherever they come from, um, mm. women and men in the Winter Olympics. Mm. Because people are used to see us in the Summer Olympics. Yeah. And they're not like, oh, look, there's a. It's usual for them. Yeah. But then when we're at the Winter Olympics, they're like, oh my God, there's a black girl. Oh my God, there's a two black girls doing boxing. Yeah. So I'm very proud, and it shows that we can do it too. And it's not because it's a winter sport that we cannot be there, and yeah. we, that we don't deserve to be there. Oh. So I'm, I'm just proud. Yeah, that that is awesome. And and for you, what, what does Africa Day mean to you? When you think, because the 25th of May is Africa Day, so what are your, you know, if somebody were to say, how do you define Africa Day? I know some people have been like, it's Wakanda forever. <laughs> but for you, um, <laughs> what does Africa Day mean to you? Um, I, I just want to bring my culture up to people. I want them to discover the beauty of Africa. Mm-hmm. So whatever I can show them and teach them, I will, because Africa is a very beautiful it's beautiful. Mm. The culture, the mix of everything, the the different races in Africa in general. So that's something I want to share with people so then they can understand that we're beautiful. Mm. I love that. And before, I I'm, I was about to let you go, but then I, th- I saw that you can sing. <laughs> I saw a YouTube video. I was like, oh. 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 <laughs> That video that went viral was like, she skates and she sings too. So I was like, mm, maybe I can get her to sing me yes. her favorite oh, no. African song. <laughs> um. Oh my God, I was not ready. You were never ready. Sing. sing. Okay. What What African song do you like? We'll um, do it together. Um. Let me think. Uh, African Queen. Oh no! Yeah, yeah, yeah. the Two Face song. Okay, sing it. I don't know the words. I'll let you sing. <laughs> You are my African queen, the girl of my dreams. You make me where I'll never be, and make my heart a tingling a Hey! Ah. <laughs> hey, Chale, this girl is so fire. Maya, thank you so much. This has been an amazing, amazing um, conversation with you. I'm really, really so proud of you. For, for, you know, for myself and my producer, we were so happy um, to be able to get you on the show because, you know, with Africa's state of mind, the whole idea is to interview people who are changing the narrative for Africans. And you, just your presence in figure skating, just the way that you go out there with a smile, you know, even just your energy and just the, the kind of person that you are. You're such an amazing torch and you're such an amazing example of young people who are changing the narrative for Africa. So from the entire Africa state of mind team, we just salute you. Thank Thank you so much. And don't worry, we'll call Two-Face. We'll get him to put you on a song. (laughs) We'll get Two-Face to put you on his song. Don't worry. We know people. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Okay. Thank you so much. Take care. It was my pleasure. Thank you. Africa State of Mind with Lee Kasumba. Get it on iTunes now.